Well, this is um, Aaron speaking, member of uh, the This League podcast, one of the beloved hosts. Um, just wanted to, you know, say good game to, to Stephen Hyatt. Um, you know, you, you tried your best, did, did everything you could. I feel like it was a good match. You had some people out, you know, injuries happen, things happen. Um, however, I am the champion. And I curb stomp shit out of you. And it wasn't even close. 54 point margin. Let's go, baby. There's no stopping me. There's no stopping this force that was coming at you from all angles. 176 points. You can't compete with that. You can't compete with that at all. Even if you had all of your starters that were completely healthy, there's no saving you from me, Steven. Stone cold might be stone cold. I'm white hot, baby. And I'm going into 2022. Carson <laughs> Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks that's gathered around. Bowl the best sports talk in town. You got her host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. But give it up for the guys in this league. Word to your mother. Can you, can you say that one more time? What was... This might be stone cold, but I'm white hot. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. Was that off the dome? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's mad impressive. I'm impressed. I thought that was good. Uh, I think it's official. Steven is uh, Steven is now the ownership of Aaron Hunt. Yep. I mean, you think you know a guy. <laughs> Started off so nice, so calm, and then just went in on a mother mother. Tell you what. Welcome. The best of three, man. Best two out of three. I beat them both times. Come at me, Steven. Come at me, bro. Is your guys' third time playing? Yeah. Oh, dang. I didn't know that. You won two out of three? He was, he, he was the team in the other division. I played twice. Gotcha. And you won two out of three, huh? Mm-hmm. It's settled. It's settled then. All controversy is over. Um, Thank you for listening to episode 39 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the evening of January 5th, 2022, and as always, you got your hostess with the most. This is your boy, Chris Mitchum, owner of Team Fairlife. We have Tim Raider, the proud owner of the White Hot Mixed Administration. Oh, yeah, and White Hot Cincinnati Bengals fan. Who day, baby? Who day? And uh, we also have... I'll just, I'll spoil it, man. I'll do it. If you looked on the website, www.thisleaguepod.com, I can now officially present to you the 2021 This League champion, Aaron Hunt, man. Give it to him. Give him his props. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to delay my question uh, to let you bathe in the sunlight for a little bit. How you feeling? Oh, you know... I mean, we get a thousand bucks to win this, right? But honestly, man, I'm not really even in it for that money, man. Give me the nut. Give me that trophy. Let me put that in my condo and let it sit there for a whole year, baby. That's what it's all about. That's what I'm in it for. 
And it's a great feeling to be able to get to do that. So I uh, can't wait to get that from Tim at some point. Um, shout out to him though. Hopefully oh, yeah. uh, your, your name plaque is ordered. It is on its way. That's what I care about, baby. Let's go get it on the trophy. That's forever, man. This league's forever. Aaron needs that nut, man. It's been building and building time to release it. Give him the nut. Uh, and I will have to ask you, um, fortunately it was, it's a funky week for our Colts. Did, did Carson Wentz suck penis this week? You know, I'm going to say he did just because we lost the damn game. Hey man, dude, what I'm are gonna, we doing? I don't know. I don't know why. How do we lose to the Raiders at home? Cold, I mean, they're cold, a West cold. coast team. You think we have the advantage? Come on, man. The Raiders are the perfect example of the team. That's not good, but they just like, they just win kind of like Zach this year. <laughs> it's like, you just weren't, you're not, you're not, what do you have? But you're somehow winning these games and now you have a win in your end game Sunday night. Go Dude, Raiders. Renfro, beast. Yeah, I know. Might be, it might be the John Madden effect. I don't know. Rest in peace to that guy. Freaking football legend. The turd I mean, Darren Waller's back this week. So Raiders got a shot, but I, I wouldn't know what it's like to lose. We beat them on the road 32 to 13. So, you know, Bengals greater than Colts. You, you're just waiting for that first round matchup, aren't you? My, my Bengals confidence is through the roof. It's higher than it's ever been in my life. And I love it. And nothing can bring me down. Joe Burrow PSA is to the a league. dog. PSA to the league real quick. If it's a Colts Bengals first round matchup, if we all aren't in attendance at that game, you're getting kicked out. I've already got my hotel. I've already bought tickets. I'll be there in Cincinnati no matter who we're playing, but I uh, can't wait. Yeah. Feels good, you know? It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since I left you, left you with that dope beat, step two. Shout out if you know that. Um, yeah, we're going to have a, hopefully a quicker show for you today. We're just going to give you that championship recap. We're going to briefly, briefly touch on that third place game because obviously it had implications going into the draft order for next year. We now know what the first round is going to look like. We are going to go over there. And then just, uh, you know, some quick thoughts. Some, you know, we're going to look back on the predictions. If you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you had access to all the score predictions, who we thought was going to win. And just our initial thoughts heading into the offseason, boys. Dynasty season is here, man. We never sleep. This league never sleeps. Time to get into the lab, look at some folks. So before we do all of that, drink of the week, nothing special. I'm going Miller Lite. Aaron, what we got? I got a La Maison. From, La Maison. Uh, Taxman Brewery. Shout out to the south side of Indy. It's a little farmhouse ale brewed with honey on this Wednesday evening. Sounds yummy when you put it that way. And I see Tim is holding up the most Westfield thing I've ever seen. What are you drinking, Tim? From the islands of Fiji, we have (laughs) the most glorious natural artesian water. And it's Fiji water, the best H2O you can get. Did you get that from your local fresh thyme up in Westfield with your your fresh-grown avocados and flowers? Meijer. Trying to think of what wealthy suburban people shop at. I don't know. I wouldn't know. I'm downtown and I'm kind of poor. So uh let's just oh before before we go there, I almost forgot something. You could have followed this, and if you did, I appreciate it, but you could have followed this at www.thisleaguepod.com. 
If you did, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. But you're about to hear our thoughts. Let's get in to the championship recap. Ladies and gentlemen, your This League Championship game of 2021. You knew the players. In the left corner, we had Aaron Hunt and let Russ Cook. In the right corner, we had Stephen Hyatt and Mount Passmore. Stephen coming in as the obvious underdog. Ladies and gentlemen, it was close. You had both these guys having a majority of their players on Sunday, hoping to wrap it up by Monday. I'll tell you what, throughout the afternoon games, like the 1 o'clock slate, it was close. It was close, but then Aaron reminded us why he is the number one seed. While he was picked by everybody in the league to win this matchup, and by God, did he do just that on the back of a Devontae Adams 30-burger and Sunday night football that all but put this one away. Nick Chubb's five points on Monday Night Football could not get it done. In fact, fortunately, not even make this thing competitive. Ladies and gentlemen, the final score of your This League Championship for 2021, let Russ Cook on top of the mountain with a championship performance, 176 points to Stephen Hyatt's 122. Aaron Hunt, man, I think, I think you can't be upset with this if you are a a commoner, another person of this league, because one seventy six, dude, that is a championship performance, my friend. Yeah, it was awesome to see, and uh, Tim already mentioned it, you know, before we actually got on the pod, but my bench went off too, so it would have been cool to eclipse two hundred if I had the gonads, the stones to bench T Higgins and put Amon Ross St. Brown in there because he had a 35. So that definitely would have gotten me over the 200 mark, but you still uh, didn't get the right tight end in. I still didn't. I, w- I was right in the middle, man, right in the middle. Um, I was just glad though, that one of them didn't just, you know, go off like crazy and I missed out on it. So uh, pretty impressed and, you know, just, I'm glad that things came together. I I feel like it just kind of was my year. I avoided a lot of injuries. I even avoided a lot of COVID situations. And uh, my team just came together at the right time and just sustained that for a majority of the season. So I planned for this. I was trying to be competitive this year. And it's awesome to see it all come together. Absolutely. So we're going to go through each position. You remember, if you listened to our last episode, if not, go recommend that so you can hear how big of idiots we are, even though we all picked Aaron. But uh, you can just hear how wrong we probably were. But we're going to start with the quarterback position, and we all just banked on Tom Brady just annihilating the Jets, which he did. But I don't think anybody was thinking that Russell Wilson, Mr. Let Russ Cook, the namesake, Uh wrong button, sorry. He was in the kitchen, man. 35 points, the highest on the year against a putrid Detroit Lions. That had to feel good, Aaron. That had to feel good. It felt great. And honestly, the decision was made a lot easier when Kirk Cousins went out with COVID. So 
I had to play Russ. I mean, I really had no other choice. I'm not going to play Trevor Lawrence against the Patriots. He's had like two touchdowns all season, I think. So um, I threw him in there and was like, let's, let's go for a 20. Did not expect a 35 at all. I honestly thought that it would be a Rashad Penny game, which is wild because it still was. Uh, but they just put up that many points. It was crazy. I think the total points in that game was over at least over 70, right? So, uh, yeah, it was. Damn, yeah, I didn't realize they put up 51 points. Holy cow. Jeez. And then obviously wow. if you look at Tom Brady, you're not going to be mad with 410 yards and three touchdowns. He barely beats the Jets. One of his receivers goes just strutting off the field. <laughs> and, and a quick thought. Moment. Very all-time moment. <laughs> yes. And just a quick thought too on just like the point totals here. You'll notice that like most of the positions I've just I like I went tick for tack with with Steven. Like he didn't really get an edge on me in, in any position. I just was always matching him or coming close to it at each spot. Yeah. So then we'll move on to look at these running backs, which you know, we Steven talked up the heart and grit that all these guys <laughs> had last week. Um, Chris mentioned it, Nick Chubb with a five point performance. The Browns didn't really look like they wanted to win the game. They kind of were just reserving Chubb and not using him. AJ Dillon with a respectable 22, you know, scores two touchdowns on the ground. That had really some heart and game. grit. That had some heart and grit. I'll give it to he, him. He tried. He had a little bit of heart and a little bit of grit. But when you look at Aaron's running backs, I mean, it's just nothing compared to that. Austin Eckler, 20 points, and Najee Harris, almost 30. got 29.6 points, and that's just an unbelievable advantage in the running back position here for Aaron, obviously. Um, and, yeah, Steven's really just hurt the most by that Nick Chubb performance. It was it was weird watching. He was, he was not on the field very often. They were kind of splitting carries with Ernest Johnson, but – you get that they were out of playoff contention the end of the year. Why risk them? So that's just kind of an unfortunate situation. But I mean, it's a night and day difference here on these starting running backs. Yeah. Najee picked a great week to have his highest point total on the year. That's two out of three positions we've gone over for Aaron, who had their highest point totals on the year. So picked a hell of a week to do it. Yeah. And it was unfortunate for Nick Chubb because I do think I saw a report that he was dealing with a rib injury of some kind. So that also factored in, I think, to why he didn't get the workmanship role that he usually does. Sure. And we'll go on to the next grouping. Now, obviously, when we did the review, uh, we had Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams obviously paired for the wide receiver. Just for our sake, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, stick with that, stick with that model. So we had Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams kind of as the marquee matchup going up against Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown. And I think this is where... If you're Steven, you have to be the most disappointed. Um, I think you you had to count on a Stephon Diggs. Huge performance against an Atlanta Falcons secondary and a huge performance from A.J. Brown. Putting up 34 points against Miami and you only have two catches for 41 yards. You, that I think if there's one area that could really disappoint Steven, it's got to be right there. Without two big performances from those guys, you weren't going to get it done. Tyreek Hill kind of had his second straight week of like mediocrity. So he's going to finish the year probably around wide receiver six, but Devontae Adams, man, what Mr. Freaking playoff Adams, dude, week 17, 30 points, week 16, 33 points. This man loves December. This man loves fantasy football championships. I'll tell you what. 
Yeah, and if you look at Stevens' wide receivers real quick, Stephon Diggs drew a sneaky tough matchup with A.J. Terrell, and it was also a snow game, so just not a whole lot of passing usually in most snow games. And then, like I, I called last week, A.J. Brown had to fight through some Xavier and Howard, and it just did not end well for him. It doesn't end well for most receivers in the NFL. So uh, two sneaky, awful matchups that reared their ugly heads. Tim, I'm going to have to start calling you the cornerback matchup guy. You always bring that up, and it's always super relevant. I love ooh, you for ooh, that, man. Ooh, ooh. Such an analyst, Aaron. You got you can't you can't be upset with thirty from Devontae Adams. That makes up for I think a lot of Tyreek Hill's rather disappointing performance. Yeah, yeah, it does, man. It's really nice to see him finally come through. Because last year in the semifinals, he really bit me bad in a bad weather game against the Panthers that I still remember, where he just didn't put up nearly as many points as I needed him to. And he came in clutch for me, especially when Tyreek only had 10. So uh, he, he did his job, man. And uh, that's what I drafted him for. He's my second pick. So. All right. And so I know I said that the wide receiver core had to be the most disappointing group of players for Steven, but I think where you can really point to him losing, this is the second straight dud week for George Kittle, Gregory Kittle himself, kind of the opposite of Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams is like, oh, it's it's playoff time. Time to put up 30 for fun. George Kittle, the last two weeks, four points against the Tennessee Titans in week 16, seven, or uh, four points against the Houston Texans in week 17. You got to think both of those are great matchups, and you just cannot take advantage. I think you've Stephen would have told you, you know, a 20-point performance from Kittle would be necessary for him to have any shot against Aaron and he puts up a four-point dud against an Aaron. Decided to roll with Zach Ertz over the likes of Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard. Um, ended up kind of being the right decision. Goddard finishing with 13, Pitts with eight. That will be an interesting talking point heading into the offseason. But when you start Zach Ertz and you win your tight end matchup, I mean, it seems to be everything's going right for you this week. Yeah, honestly, <clears throat> that was a really big factor, I think, in Steven not getting the point total to be able to match me. I mean, George Kittle has that ability to go off for 40 points. And, <clears throat> you know, obviously, since Steven is my opponent, I'm not going to, like, divulge this information or anything. But um, I did some research, actually, on the San Francisco 49ers and kind of went more in depth on it. And Kyle Shanahan's game plans typically revolve around individual players. So whenever there's a game where he can run the ball like crazy, like against the Houston Texans, he's going to really focus on that. And Elijah Mitchell, I think, had quite a bit of yardage that he gained <clears throat> against the Texans. And George Kittle just wasn't a part of the game plan. So there's some games where I think Kyle Shanahan just goes into it and says, you know what, I'm going to get Debo the ball. I'm going to get Brandon Ayuk the ball. Or I'm going to get George Kittle the ball. And he puts a lot of emphasis on that to get them those plays and put them in positions to make those plays. And this game was not a game script where he used Kittle at all. So it sucks that that's how he game plans, but uh, from what I've read, that's how it is. Yeah. And I think it's, it was going to go one of two ways for Kittle with, you know, Trey Lance throwing him the ball. He was either going to put up a dud or he was going to be Trey Lance's like best friend and put up like 50, yeah. you know, it, it would have been, you know, those are far more likely in my opinion than him putting up 12. So, unfortunately for Steven, he gets the dud end of that. Two targets for George Kittle. How do you not yeah. throw George Kittle the ball more than twice? It, it's funny this week you mentioned Elijah Mitchell. The fact that we 
had over half the league not even playing in a match this week made me realize just how disconnected I was in fantasy football. <laughs> I was like, wait, how did Elijah Mitchell do? I don't, I don't, I wasn't paying attention. Right. Didn't matter. But we'll move on to our flex spots. Uh, the last two spots on the offensive side of the ball. And Aaron's side, we're going to throw in T. Higgins with the nice nine points. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, watching that game, it was the Jamar Chase show. He was getting every single pass. Um, and Deontay Johnson with the nice 17. That's, you know, what he does. He's always going to be there. You know, 15 targets. Um, How do you have 15 and that, targets and 31 yards? It was an, a, a big Ben send-off <laughs> ugly-ass game. Like, it was not – I didn't even watch the second half. I turned it off. It was it was painful. It's incredible. Um, Stevens flexes. Yeah, this is where we thought there was a clear-cut advantage. Um, and when you look at the point totals, maybe it was more even on the uh, – you know, looking back at it. But still, it just – you know, Christian Kirk – with 14 points and Mike Williams with 15 points, you know, when the rest of your team isn't really living up to expectations and you're kind of hoping the flexes can pick up the slack, you know, you need more than, you know, a teens, you need some thirties, you need some, some big explosive plays. And the, the guys just didn't have it for Steven's side of the thing there. Yeah. And I think when you look at the benches, cause obviously that's kind of where your flex guys lie. Uh, for Steven, I mean, I, he can, he can at least take solace that he didn't have anybody on his bench go off that could have won him the game or made the game even kind of more competitive. I mean, you had a Rashad Bateman 12 on your bench, but other than that, that's really all you were looking for. You even chose the right quarterback. And, uh, I think that shows the quality of Aaron's team. Uh, as for Aaron, I am, I, I told him that my eyeball emojis go to Amon's uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. We know that he's been good for a while, but he's doing this like with no quarterback. Do you guys realize that? Like it's yeah. Jared Pin Goff. Boyle. It was Boyle. It was, was it plow one week? <laughs> yeah. Like he is doing it's this ugly. with no quarterback. Like that is mighty impressive. And obviously Darnell Mooney popped off and <laughs> one of, uh, you know, the running backs that he, Picked off of Steven Boston Scott with a nice 24-point day. Mm -hmm. So that's got to hurt. Um, but, yeah, Aaron, it looks like you made the right roster decisions. Well, not the perfect roster decisions, but you got to be happy with that depth on your bench. Even playing defense seemed to work out for you. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I think playing the defensive card and getting a couple of those running backs that I thought, you know, there's a chance Steven could go for him. I think really helped me out. <clears throat> I mean, AJ Dillon, you know, went off for 22. So I guess it didn't exactly matter, but he could have put him maybe in a flex spot over some of the other guys he played. So, um, yeah, it was good to see. Good to see. Uh, especially the Almond Ross St. Brown 35, man, that, that gets me excited for next year. Yeah, that is awesome. And uh, of course, you had your defenses. Uh, the Patriots putting up 13 against the Trevor Lawrence Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes or no, is Trevor Lawrence a bust? I'm going to say too early to tell. Boo. I, I agree. Boo. He, he lost his head coach. He lost everything. But also, just close your eyes. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars ever, ever, ever 
going to a Super Bowl. No. You like, can't do it with portals. You're not doing here it. Here on out. They're they're not a team that's ever gonna get it together. So like no. he's gonna he's gonna have to have a career resurgence on a second team. It's because Shad Khan might be the potentially the worst owner in the NFL. I just want to see who they hire as a head coach. You know, we're hearing some Harbaugh. We're hearing, you know, some some pretty big names. But at the same time, aside from Trevor Lawrence, they don't really have much going on down there in Jacksonville. And nobody wants to work with Trent Balky, the GM for them. Yeah. That's a sticking point as well. It's crap on Jacksonville night. <laughs> yeah. What a crap show. And, I mean, the Bills put up a respectable 12 against the – Atlanta Falcons, but uh, Aaron even gets the one up on the defense. So it's a overall dominant performance, 176 points, the correct amount that a champion should be scoring. Aaron, Tim, anything else to add to this before we move on? Dominant performance from Aaron. Yeah, it was it was one I didn't even really have to check in a whole lot. I could I knew who Aaron had on his team and who Steven had on their teams and it I didn't really even open the app. I, I could just I just knew it was gonna it was a blowout as it was happening and you know congrats to Aaron. Congratulations officially. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, just you put in the work, you put in the time to try and get your team in a position to win. And you know, when you get to the playoffs, anything can happen, right? So uh yeah it's just exciting and uh but hey the work's not over um there's plenty of years still left and gonna try to stay on top but it's gonna be a challenge because there's so many good uh quality managers in our league yeah absolutely now tim what 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 did you say uh what did you say your team would have put up this week what did my team yeah uh, i mean i didn't set a lineup but i think it was i think it was over 170 now that is the championship we needed. Oh boy! I'm sorry. That I'm sorry it. that DK Metcalf took a few months off and everything else happened at bad timing for me. Timing's everything. Black nigga. Lo- Tim- timing and health is everything in fantasy football, and you know we we've talked about it over the past few weeks leading up to the playoffs. But uh, you can definitely tell the momentum and where some guys are lacking that, and some guys are you know heating up at the exact perfect time. But, I mean, I think we can all say we're just happy we don't have a back-to-back uh, stretch champion here. Oh, so, yeah. Strike exited first round, man. First round he exited. And it's crazy to think, too, Tim. If And I exited had... him. I kicked his ass out. Yeah, I did. Get your <laughs> ass out. You play awesome, boy. And it's crazy to think, Tim, if you did just slip into that sixth seed, you know, you, you might very well be in that championship with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, big what-ifs, but... Tim was hot. Tim was hot. All right. Before we move on, we did have a third-place game that we will touch on for... I'm giving myself exactly two minutes, but it was between Zach and uh, Cooking Up More uh, taking on your boy, Team Fairlife. Uh, I prevail in what is the most unforgettable... or the most forgettable third-place game you can imagine. I prevail with a whopping score of 114 over Zach's 103. Um... Yeah, it's kind of the formula formula for me. Josh Allen played all right. Dave Montgomery put up his solid numbers, and everybody else kind of sucked. For Zach, Matthew Stafford played all right, and everybody else kind of sucked. I will I will say, though, Zach, Zach was playing for his own pick. He does have his own 2022 fit, pick, 
So uh, we'll get into that more later, but there was certainly some stuff riding on this for him. And obviously for me, I don't have a first or second rounder next year. So I was playing for my third round pick. I'll tell you what. I don't have anything to add, man. Uh, I think Zach was going for it and he, he got it, man. He got that third pick. And actually, that, that that's true, Tim. You did bring up a good point. There was the last place game that happened last week, not this past week, but the week before that, mm-hmm. where uh, Clayton took the L against a rampant Tim team, 166 to 118. We still got to figure out a punishment for him, man. We got to concoct something. I don't know if we got to put that in the bylaws, constitution. You know, we could pass anything and we can make it retroactive to, you know, 2021 or something. So uh, the, keep an eye out for that. Clayton is our biggest loser. Love you, buddy. Uh, but can't say you didn't deserve it. Is that too mean? Is that too mean? Am I okay? Nah, you good. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, wait, 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 wait. On the note of Clayton, we're supposed to be nice to him this week. Sorry. Shout out Steve. If you're out there listening. Oh, oh, did I say Clay- Clayton? Clayton's the man. Yeah. Him and his. Clayton's the best, man. We love hair, him. Hair, you know, it's awesome. It's got the fro rolling. How about to say Aaron, say something nice about Clayton. <laughs> Steve might be listening. <laughs> what up, Steve? Shout out to Steve McLean, man. I know. Yeah. Shout out to Steve. If Nikki's there, too. Love her, too. Um, uh, best listeners. Yes, yes, I know. Oh, I forgot. We almost forgot one very important thing. Ooh, it, it's, I mean, stress went out. Zach won, whatever. But then Zach lost the next week. Steven comes on the pod. 2021, I mean, dubbed the year of the podcast curse. It has to be. Yeah, yeah. man. More lethal than the Madden curse. It's undefeated. Rest in peace, John Madden. All right, let's briefly take a look at this first round, what the first round is going to look like. Then we're going to get out of here because we're tired. 2022 rookie draft will happen after the uh, real NFL draft at the end of April. So, you know, sometime in May is when we'll be looking at doing that. Um, And as we stand here currently, there's like, Six out of the 10 teams drafting. I don't know. It feels like that. So we'll start um, with the first overall pick. We we talked about it last pod, the t- top six. Uh, number one is Zach drafting 1-1 one, one, um, via Hayden. And that's going to be uh, David Bell out of Purdue. Congratulations, number- Zach. <laughs> number two, Don. I don't know which one of his three picks originally that came from, but Don is in the second spot. Uh, three is Zach via my first round pick. In the fourth slot, we have Clayton. Um, Got to hit that rebuild button. Clayton McLean drafting four. Five, we have Stretch right in the middle of the first round. And then also via Anthony, Stretch is going to pick at six. In the seventh spot, we have Don again, and that is Chris's first round pick, Don via Chris. It is, it is. In the eighth spot, we have Zach again, Um, and that's his own pick. So that is 
Zach's third first round pick for those counting at home. Ninth spot is Chris via Steven and the AJ Dillon trade, if memory serves me correct. Yes. Or is that from something else? Okay. Yeah, and rounding out our first round is Don via Aaron. That is three first round picks for Don, three first round picks for Zach. Um, and either this draft class is going to be better than we think, and we all have a lot to look out for in those two teams, or maybe we won't. Who knows? Feel like there's not a lot of hype, man. I could be wrong. You know, once once the tapes start coming out, combine happens, senior yeah, bowl once, happens. Once, you know, we'll see. Once the Bengals win the Super Bowl, then we'll know a little bit more once the draft season officially going on. But you know, the Bengals got to win the Super Bowl first, so we're going to the Super Bowl. Colt, go Colts! First round, Colts about to baptize the Bengals. You watch, man. You watch. All right. Before we get out of here officially. You know, guys, the league just ended. Another season's behind us. Waivers are locked. So that means there are no transactions besides trades until the draft, the rookie draft happens. So as we head into this offseason, I want you guys to pick one storyline, this league related or not, that you are going to be keeping an eye out for. Aaron, the champ, I'm going to start with you. I think my major storyline is going to be around Clayton and the Red Rocket. What is Fantastic. he going to do yep. with his team? Um, we've been kind of harping on it in other podcasts. Uh, you know, I think we all have an idea of what we would do if we were in Clayton's position, but I'm just really curious to see the trades that he does, the players that he picks up. How does he get himself in a spot to where he commits to either yeah, I'm going to try to, you know, compete and maybe slip into the playoffs this year. Or is it a full-on rebuild? We'll see you in 2023, Clayton. Um, I'm excited to see that and just see what kind of are some tricks up his sleeve to get himself in, in a spot either way. Because right now I just – I feel like he's in a bit of purgatory that uh, he's a little stuck in. That was going to be mine. I'm glad I had a backup, but mine was going to be Clayton as well. I just think it's it's got to be freaking judgment day, right? It's you, We all know that the way your team looks now, it's not, I mean, insane people do the same thing and expect different results, right? It's, you know, you got you got to do something. So uh, that that's a fantastic choice. My personal choice is I'm going to name you guys a couple players that are just going to blow your mind, all right? You guys remember Michael Thomas? Who? Yeah. Slant, yeah. Slant man? Slant boy. Slant boy. Do you guys remember that rookie that Tim hates, Travis Etienne? Do you guys remember J.K. Dobbins? Do you guys remember this one guy out of Atlanta, Calvin Ridley? He was really good. There are oh, I thought you were going to say Todd Gurley. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Todd Gurley? No, I'm just there's there's so many notable relevant fantasy players. You can even throw Cam Akers in there, even though it sounds like he might be coming back for their for their playoff push. But there's just so many notable fantasy players that a lot of players were relying on that just either played a game and left or did not even see the field this year. 
that I think can have serious impacts for teams going forward. So not only am I interested to see what their recovery looks like, but I'm also interested to see how the teams react that are getting these players back. You know, you have the defending champion Aaron getting who was arguably a top 15 running back coming into the year at J.K. Dobbins back on his team. You know, you have Zach, who shocked the world, Cinderella run, and now you're going to add who is arguably a top 10 running back coming into the year with Cam Akers. What is that going to look like? How is that going to shape his shape his future? You know, I had Calvin Ridley, who was arguably a top five wide receiver coming into the year. He could be coming back. What is he going to look like? He could retire. I don't freaking know. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good players out there that I'm really interested to see how they develop, how they recover and kind of how their teams expect them to come back and their usage. Yeah, I'll give you two quick ones here. Uh, Kind of piggybacking off of that, my first smaller one is two specific players um, with the theme of being young and injured, and that's Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup. Young, going into contract years, they, they were both positioned to maybe go off and be the guy somewhere for the next five years. Um, both tear their ACLs in the same week. And so now we, or maybe it was back-to-back weeks, but now we got to figure out, are they going to recover? Are they going to stay and sign a one-year deal? Are they going to maybe be able to go get the bag and be the guy somewhere? Uh, Specifically those two. And then alternatively, the quarterback carousel that could be this offseason. We're talking Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, some of these guys that, you know, then it impacts DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, where's Devontae Adams go? So there's there's just a, a QB carousel that could be coming that would have a potentially drastic shakeup on dynasty fantasy football players. I love that one because I was even talking to Aaron. We were briefly talking about, you know, what his next year could look like. And I was like, I think without Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, solid wide receiver too. I I genuinely do. If you have Jordan Love throwing him the ball, we don't know. Yeah. If you have, well, some, I think is is Adams a free agent this year too? I think I think, I think so. the rumor is they're going to franchise tag him. I think. Gotcha. Yeah. I think what the rumor was. Who who did I say Devonte Adams is going to be? DJ Moore of this year. I was like, if AJ if if Aaron Brown, oh my goodness, if Aaron Rodgers. I had A.J. Brown on my mind for some reason. If Aaron Rodgers leaves, I could see Devontae Adams being the D.J. Moore of this year, getting targeted 12 times a game but never finishing above 15 fantasy points. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely going to be an interesting offseason. Yep. Absolutely. Well, let us know what your biggest storylines you're looking forward to that doesn't include the rise and domination of Team Fairlife. I know everybody's looking for that. But, like, if you have another one, just let us know because we know that's on everybody's mind. Heading into 2022, let's wrap this thing up. I bet you guys would like access to the sound drop board sometimes, don't you? I would go crazy. There would be way too boom, many drops. Boom, boom. Just all in a row, just, just hitting every single one. Oh, I'll I'll give we you would that. never hear ourselves talk. I'll give you guys the one you wanted. Boo, you in response to my last one. Uh, all right, boys. That is going to do it for us on this episode. Again, congrats are in order for Aaron. You can find Aaron's social medias if you want to go pester him, tell him good job, tell him boo you stink, whatever you want to do. He is linked to our social media page at this league underscore pod. Yes, that is this league underscore pod on Instagram and Twitter. 
And as we mentioned before, you can get up-to-the-minute scores. Uh, you're probably not going to do that. But you can keep track with all of the off-season acquisitions. That's not going to exist until after the rookie draft. Off-season trades at this www.thisleaguepod.com as well. Those are updated up to the minute. And uh, lastly, as always, we encourage you to share this with your friends. I think we're funny. I think we're entertaining. Maybe they will too. Share us with your friends. Comment. Leave a positive review. And Aaron, what does a champion want to do with the like button? I'm just going to give that up to you. Curb stomp the like button just like I did to Stephen Hyatt and Mount Passmore. Come at me again, I dare you. Ooh, that was aggressive. We're curb stomping the like button today because the champ said so, and that is going to do it for us. I'm tired. Let's go to bed. I'm your boy, Chris Mitch. I'm signing off. I'm not the champion, but I still love you guys. I agree, man. All right. Tim, peace. Go Bengals. Super Bowl. Go on, get Aaron. 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 Steven. Of this league. That was glorious. GG, Steven. Love you, man. This is the champ speaking. Wait, hold on. I can't hear the music. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to start like calm and then be like, you know, it was a great game. Uh, Steven, uh, I just got one thing to say to you. I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll act nice, and then I'll just go in. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was right. just sitting here. <laughs> I thought I was just going to We were both off. just sitting here like, okay. <laughs> all right, yeah.